You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mike's on He's ready to go on the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports any way that he can. It's Mike Francis on the fan. Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM. WFAN. From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this Tuesday, the fifth day of September. As we come back for another fall and really start another year, but it'll be a uh, an abbreviated one as we head towards uh, November 15th. And now the uh, sprint is on for those final days on uh, this September 5th, which is a uh, obviously in uh, this sh- this. Uh, Shows or this uh, time period's uh, uh, you know history. September fifth is a big day because it was on September fifth back in 1989. If you can think about such things, going way way back to 1989, that Mike and the Mad Dog began on a September fifth. That was the first show ever was on September five, 1989. So uh, this September five, when we come back uh, for the fall again, uh, we'll mark the last. September, uh, as far as the fan goes for me, and uh, as we begin our run towards the twelve fifteen date, which will be my last show. So now we're kind of in these these final couple of months here, this uh, sprint. As we uh, figured, these will go very fast. We got a lot of stuff planned, as you know. We got a lot of events coming up. We got a lot of things to do. We got a football season to usher in. We got a baseball season where we're going to get some postseason baseball. It looks like so. From that standpoint, it's going to be an interesting uh, fall, and it all begins uh, right now as we uh, head down the stretch of this baseball season with the Yankees uh, in Baltimore. Uh, and off off what was a very good win yesterday, because that's a game the Orioles had to figure they were going to win. The Yankees are coming off a Sunday night game. They're coming off a Boston series. They're not going to get a whole lot of sleep. You got your hottest pitcher on the mound. You got a 3 nothing lead. That's a game you got to win if you're the Orioles. It's a game, you know, Buck, I guarantee you, and Buck will join us tomorrow. I guarantee you Buck went home last night and said, you know, that's one I thought we were going to get. And especially after the quick start, you figure you're going to jump out, Get a tired Yankee team that doesn't have Sanchez, which, you know, is in a position with a pitcher that's vulnerable. And instead, the Yankees come bounce back and get a, a very big win. The Red Sox, 
who do not look good. And I'll tell you, the thing I took from the Yankee-Red Sox series was the fact that I didn't think either team was very good. You know, after watching Cleveland do to the Yankees what they did and watching Cleveland you know, run roughshod over this league right now, the Yankees and the uh, Red Sox look to be basically, you know, half of what Cleveland is. I mean, Cleveland just looks to be so much better. And uh, the Yankees are every bit as good at Boston, if not better right now, if not more balanced right now, because the Red Sox just not very good. And it's not about sale. I heard people say that the Yankees own sale. Yankees don't own sale. Did you watch the game sales pitched earlier in the season? He left one game having given up no runs, and Kimball gave up a home run the ninth. He left another game having struck out 13 and giving up one run. So, I mean, the Yanks hit him once exactly this year with any authority, uh, which they did the other night. But let's be honest. There was nothing you really liked from that Yankee Red Sox series except that the Yankees won three out of four. The bottom line is the play was lousy. The games took forever, and the umpiring was about the worst I have ever seen. I mean, balls and strikes, and I and you know that I don't spend a whole lot of time on umpiring or on on officials. I don't like to do that because it's it you don't get anywhere. But the bottom line is, if you sat there and watched those Yankee games, you were amazed at how many times the umpires were blowing calls that should have been made. There were calls made at second base in that series that boggled the mind. You know, let's be honest. Reed had Sanchez struck out not once, he had struck out twice and got away with it. And Nunez, for all his hitting, wherever the Red Sox put him, he kills them. He can't make plays he's got to make. He can't catch pop-ups. Nooney, we all know this. We were around first with him. Okay? He can hit a line drive with anybody. He can't field. I don't care where you try to hide him. He's going to get in the action. He's going to kill you with his glove. He cannot field. I mean, so you can't really hide him if you're them, and they just don't look good. Betts doesn't look good. Ramirez doesn't look good. Uh, other than Benatendi, who you have to love. I mean, I didn't like that team the way, you know, everyone talks about how great they are defensively. When they come up to play the Yankees, they look lousy. Their outfield play looks lousy. Their pitching looks overrated. I mean, they're just not very good. So the Yanks can catch them. They really can. But I don't think either one of those teams is is clearly Houston. Let's take a look. They've been out in front a long way. They had injuries they had overcome. They make the pickup of Verlander. They get Korea back. Let's see where they are. I think they can still be very good because they got five or six really top players. But Cleveland is the team that's gonna that just looks like a championship team in the way they go about things. They don't they can beat you from top to bottom in the lineup. They can beat you with three or four starting pitchers. They can beat you in the bullpen. They can beat you every which way. And that's what scares you about that team. But right now, uh, let's be honest. The Yanks have a chance to win a division. But remember one thing here. The Red Sox, I know, are in a slump right now. Their schedule is easier than the Yankees the rest of the way. It just is. It's an easy schedule. And they'll get it righted. But it's just an easy schedule. So they might not win the division. But the bottom line is they have a chance. And they're in a very good position to host the wild card, which doesn't guarantee anything. But if you're looking at these teams that are lining up with a chance to be the other team in the wild card hunt, none of them have the kind of pitcher who's going to come into New York and do what we've seen done the last couple of times 
New York has hosted a wild card game, and that is have Keuchel come in and shut him out or have Bumgarner come in and just shut him out, and we've seen that, okay? We've seen it. I was at both games, you know, still waiting for a run from either team. So the bottom line is I don't think that's going to happen this year. So they're in a very good position from that standpoint. As for the Mets, there's nothing left to be said about this season. I mean, you know what? It it would actually actually be generous of the National League if they just said, you know what, go home now before somebody else gets hurt. I mean, it's gotten to that point. It's it's not even something you can even discuss it, it, with with any real seriousness. It's just absurd what's going on there. As for the football season, which we get ready to begin in two nights, the NFL is upon us. We're ready to go. And the Giants have a very good chance. They're not the best team in the NFC, but there's no one in the NFC they can't beat. I think they're a playoff team. I'm worried about the offensive line. You love the defense. They're more explosive. Eli's got more weapons. I think they're a playoff team. I don't think anybody in the NFC improved themselves. NFC East improved themselves. I think Atlanta's the team to beat in the AFC, in the NFC, ahead of Green Bay. It would be Atlanta, then Green Bay. But I think Atlanta's the team to beat in the NFC. I think they have a chance to have another very big season. That division is very good, too, as a matter of fact. As for the Jets, unfortunately, there's going to be as much talk about two quarterbacks in California throughout the season as there is about anything that the Jets do on the field. You know, we talked when we were at Jet Camp about the three quarterbacks who you were going to be talking about all year. And over the weekend when I did hear the station, all I heard about was something that you don't usually hear about, and that is people on this station talking about California quarterbacks in college. That usually doesn't happen right now. They're doing that, especially after what Rosen did the other day. Rosen could be the number one pick. I like Sam Donald better. I would put the Wyoming quarterback third. They all have first-round talent. They all have top-of-the-draft talent. Right now, I'd say either Donald or Rosen will be the number one pick. Either one could be. They bring different strengths, but they both have top-of-the-draft talent. And they're going to be there all year. And you're going to be talking about them all year because the Jets are going to make you talk about them because they basically have nothing. They are a nothing short of a pitiful offensive team. Defense is not that bad. We can discuss Richardson. Listen, Richardson, I think it was subtraction. It was more about his personality and his uh, and the ability for them to just continue to break it down, which is what they're doing in front of your eyes. I heard they try to trade Forte. The bottom line is they are breaking it down. They're going to try to rebuild it. They are obviously going to rebuild it around another quarterback, one they're going to take at the top of the draft next year. It's going to be a very long season. They're not going to win a lot of games. And not only that, they're going to be utterly, utterly boring because they are not going to score any points. See, when you're bad and you score, at least there's some fun. Here, this is going to be a lot of games where they don't score any points. And within a couple of games, they're going to be two touchdown underdogs in some of these games. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's going to be a very long season from the get-go. 
Right now, the over under on the Jets is three and a half. It has dropped to that level. And let's be honest, they don't have a whole lot of offensive people to put on the field. Their defense is going to, whatever there is of it, is going to wear down. So it's going to be a very long season and one that I think Jeff fans already know as they uh, cast a glance towards California and think about one of these quarterbacks next year because obviously that's what this season is going to wind up being about very quickly. So we do have a chance, though, for some fun, though. We have the Yankees uh, heading towards the postseason. We have the Giants with a good chance to get to the postseason. And we have, obviously, another NFL season upon us. And there are a lot of bad teams. There's a couple of good teams. But I don't remember a year, to me, where the gap between the first team in both conferences is as wide as it is now. New England has the largest gap I can remember in the AFC. And I think Atlanta has a gap in the the NFC. Now, teams like Atlanta don't usually get it done two years in a row. But there's no reason why this team can't. They didn't lose a Super Bowl last year. They absolutely gave it away. How that lays on their, you know, how that plays on their minds, how that impacts their training, impacts their preparation, impacts their mindset, impacts their season. It's going to be very interesting to see right from the start. Are they nasty and angry about it, or are they just still trying, and they be, or they befuddled and basically can't find out which way is up because they don't understand what they did? I don't know which way it'll hit them, but they are the most talented team in the NFC. There's a couple of good teams. Yeah, I think Green Bay and Seattle. I I don't don't like Seattle as much as somebody. I think Green Bay is still good. I think the Giants have a chance to be good. I think that Pittsburgh is pretty good. I don't love their defense. I love their offense. Kansas City has a chance to be good. I think it's pretty much a drop-off after that. And like I said, there are a lot of bad teams. And there's some bad quarterbacks playing, too. Unfortunately, some of them are going to be close to home. So that's where we are as we begin this September 5th. It's now a sprint to 12-15. And as we told you, uh, this Sunday is going to be a little bit of a change. I won't be doing the NFL show for the first time. I don't know if they've announced. Listen, they just waited to do it because they thought there was a chance we were discussing some things. It wasn't going to work out, though, for this year. So uh, there'll be a new show this weekend. Uh, I'm sure the guys will do a good job. So, But it will be a little weird for the first time not being on, on a football Sunday in 30 years. It'll be strange for me. More strange for me than I promise even for you that I'm not there Sunday. I promise you. That will be a very strange Sunday for me. That I can uh, that I know already because I'm already sensing, uh, feeling that already. It's only Tuesday. So I do feel a little weird about not participating this football Sunday, but that's just the way this year is going to go. It's going to be a little different in a lot of ways. And we'll get it all rolling right after this.